0: The only way to really get what we want in a conservative, constitutional, ethical government was to find constitutional, conservative, ethical people and convince them that they need to run for government. Because if we don't change the butts in those seats, the outcome never changes.
1: Everyone, I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative News, the volunteer state's largest conservative news alternative. And I'm excited because today we are joined by Kurt Riley. Kurt is the chairman and the founder of Sumner County Constitutional Republicans, which is a grassroots family of patriots whose mission is finding, recruiting, training, and helping these patriots win elections in the last five years. This organization has endorsed candidates, and those candidates have won. 31 out of 41 races, which is amazing. I'll be speaking to this group on Saturday. Some of you will hear this before I'm there, uh, but most of you won't. And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, But nonetheless, I will be in other places the rest of of the year. Uh, But this group has done something quite phenomenal. And you know that a group has done something phenomenal when it is attacked by the liberal media, as this group has been. Uh, Welcome to the program, Kurt. I'm glad to have you on
0: here. Brandon thank you so much it's just an honor to be here and thank you so much for what you do as a patriot here in Tennessee to bring you know conservative awareness in many forms across this great state and our country and and I can't thank you enough for being a true patriot
1: Well you're very kind I do the best I can such as it is um I love speaking to conservative GOP and patriot groups uh, but I'll tell you the truth I I, I get nervous because I not all, but a lot of patriot groups and conservative groups are are really kind of like lunch and learn groups. And we educate and we educate and we educate and we educate, but we never activate. We don't take action. Uh, And then in particular, we've got these huge constraints around uh, genuine GOP organizations, meaning the county party where they can't get involved in primaries. And so uh, we've got this issue where, groups just pat anybody on the back who has an R beside their name, even if they vote with Democrats, even if they go against the party platform. It used to be being a conservative or a Republican was about the platform, not the person, not the politician, uh, but that that's devolved in our state. So uh, talk a little bit about, you know, what you have been able to do to be politically impactful. Uh, your organization has done this in spades. Talk about the origins of your group uh, and what was assembled.
0: Yeah, um, kind of what you mentioned there when you said, uh, and I've been a part of that where we've been a part of groups where it's like you just get together, educate, rah rah rah, and everybody goes home, but nothing actually gets gets accomplished. And I think you know where this really started for a lot of us is, you know, I I moved here. It's I'm getting close to 20 years now, and you know I got involved in in local government basically. Um, you know, there's, I didn't have streetlights in my neighborhood. Right. And I was like, why don't I have streetlights? Right. I built a brand new neighborhood and there's no streetlights. And I started going to our local city meetings and I, and I ran into other folks that were there and it was, you know, kind of a, just a handful of people and it, they all had issues. And, and what seemed to happen is that when we would address our government, government with our grievances, it was like, you know, we were told to go home and pound sand. And it's like, wait a second, you know, you, you work for us. And, you know, a bunch of us, I ended up joining another local group here in town um, back in, 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 I think it was 2007 when I got involved. And again, it was one of those groups where, you know, we did some things, um, but it wasn't really an action-based group and a group. And a lot of us got together and we were frustrated with government. And we thought we were going to hold them accountable by showing up at the meetings, speaking at the podium, sending them emails, talking to them afterwards. And I hate to say it, but like over the course of about 10 years, we sort of realized like we're not really getting anywhere. Right. We, we get lip service from these folks And it's the same type of person. I've always said that it seems like bad people are generally attracted to government. And the good folks, when you approach them and you say, Brandon, you want to run for, you know, what? Oh, not me. You know, they don't want me up there. And it's like, well, that's why we have these people. And it became very clear to me and I think others that the only way to really get what we want in a conservative constitutional ethical government was to find constitutional conservative ethical people and convince them that they need to run for government because if we don't change the butts in those seats the outcome never changes right it's the same lip service it's you know you're going to meeting after meeting trying to get things accomplished and you're not getting anywhere so it it's kind of like I had a light bulb moment. And there were others saying like, we got to do something different. We we need an action group. And that's really what started this was like, I really came to believe that I could build this brand and this organization that was grassroots that could focus on me convincing. And, and it takes a lot of convincing. Patriots they don't want to be in government. Right. Really good, ethical, moral people see government and they're just saying, eh, I don't, I, that's not for me. I don't like government. I want to be left alone. I want to go in the woods and live my life. And what becomes abundantly clear, I think, to everybody is that government will never leave you alone. Right. If you don't take an interest in politics, Brandon, politics will take an interest in you. And that's a message that I started communicating and I knew so many great patriots. And I thought, man, that guy would be great, you know, as a, as a alderman or this, this lady would be awesome as a County commissioner. And that's when I realized because I, I, my background is, is in cybersecurity and I specialize in cyber and, and, and I work in sales as well. So I sell cybersecurity solutions. I felt like I could, I could sell patriots, on the idea that if they don't govern, then we get Nancy Pelosi, right? And that was kind of like the tactic that I used. You know, many of these people were like, I'm not smart enough, Kurt. You know, I, I don't have the time. I just don't, you know, I don't know. And they really needed confidence. And what we thought we could do as an organization is we could come together with, with a bunch of patriots that had immense talents, and we could build kind of this group that could you know, provide like a support system to, to people to get them to understand that not only can you run and you're smart enough, but we have people here. I mean, we've got marketing people, English neighbors, cybersecurity, web design, marketing. I mean, you name it. Like we had all these talents. And I'm like, if we could just take these talents and put them together and then go out and find you know, Susie Q and convince her if you can run, we will help you, we will teach you, we will train you, we'll tell you everything you need to do. And that's what we started doing. And right away, people are like, you know what? There's an organization that will do that. You'll help me, Kurt. You'll get people. And we're like, yeah. And all of a sudden they were like, okay, I'll do it. And the next thing you know, you know, we we've got one person, now we've got three people, now we've got five people you know, and we, bam, you know, I I like to say I tricked them. I tricked 41 people into running for office because they're patriots. And they're like, I don't want to do this. But it's like, you know, our founding fathers believe that we as patriots, we go, we have to stand up and serve. And we have our time and we serve and we come home and i thought that if i could convince these folks that it was their time to serve and we could change the butts in these seats brandon that's when i realized that is where i think we can really start to institute real change so the social i call it the social experiment began so we 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 don't really exist on paper brandon i mean we we don't have a legal structure we don't have bank accounts Right. Meaning the organization, I don't even like to call it an organization because it's there's the only reason it exists is because we say it exists. Be like me saying, Bob's got a bridge club that plays on Thursday night and he, you know, he's got a Facebook group. We do that's what we do. Right. So we realize that you can build a brand right without this w- without a corporate structure because of things like facebook and twitter and those type of tools and email and you know regular mail all these things you realize you can build a following and brand you've done the same right but what we wanted to really focus on was really being action-oriented, right? We didn't want to be a group where you swoop in and pay $25 and say, hey, I'm a member, you guys are awesome, and then you go home. You, we don't take money. In order to become a member of our group, it's based on the amount of meetings that you attend. You have to attend five, five meetings a year in order to be considered a member, right? So we wanted to drive the idea of participation and... And that's what we've done, and then I think that's why we've had the success is because we not only drive that participation by action, but we also and I and there's a ton of tactics I can go into, but I'll pause there just to kind of you know recap and see what you think about what I said. So
1: it's amazing, you know, most people. They really just want to gather in a social situation where other people share their values so they feel like they're not alone, and it just kind of becomes this uh, hopeless echo chamber of disappointment (laughs) (laughs) with conservative groups, especially in Tennessee, because we, you know, as I've made this point time and time again, all the money comes from left-leaning corporations. They fund our party at the state level. They fund our party leadership. We know this from the follow the money report. And then when these uh, so-called conservatives go into committee meetings and they go into subcommittee meetings, they either kill conservative legislation or they push liberal or corporate legislation. And there's this huge conflict in our state between what Republican grassroots, not even grassroots activists, but just your average Republican primary voter wants, and then what is delivered uh, based upon what corporate interests want. And when those two things fight the, the primary voter, often because they're uneducated and disorganized, they lose. They lose this battle time and time again, and it happens at the state and the co- at the county and the local level as well. So if you are in – let me just ask you a question. If you're in one of these groups and you're an individual, because this message will not resonate with all people. If yeah. you're in a county GOP or if you are in, a, are in a patriot group and you feel like we're just getting together, we're just meeting and eating and leaving. What would be the first few steps you could take to change, either change the organization from within, and in some cases you can't. In some cases, the the inertia and the attitude is so poor, and that's why you have organizations like yours. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that should be facilitated through a county GOP, but instead yes. it ends up very often getting facilitated by almost all the real movers and shakers in the state of Tennessee, with a few exceptions. There are some GOPs that are freaking awesome, and I'm actually, you know, Warren County is one of them. Um, And there's a few, uh, there's quite a few others. Don't, if I left you out, don't be mad. Uh, But, uh, but there's very few that actually get anything done. They're just very ceremonial. They very much carry the water of the politicians in their area, regardless of the record. How would you either start to transform your group into a group that's focused on action? Or how would you step out and outside of that structure and actually get something done for the, the old fashioned Republican platform of, oh, say 10 years ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say that everything starts with a plan and a mission, right? You can do a lot of things, but you really have to sit down and figure out what are you going to do? How are you going to actually institute change? Well, what have you done in the past? Has that worked? No. So you have to change what you what you do. And I think what what everybody needs to be doing in their county is is they need to, you know, decide not only what they want to do, but I think they need to focus again, my, our primary focus is on winning elections with the right people. And it starts by figuring out who are the right people, right? Everybody says they're conservative, right? That's why we didn't use the name conservative in our, in our group because we wanted to be different we're like well everybody says they're conservative and everybody's a republican so we wanted to be kind of different so we kind of looked for a word that we felt like really described you know patriots but also the left didn't like to use and and even you know weak rhinos didn't really particularly like to use and that was constitutional so we came up with the sumner county constitutional republicans and you really want to focus on finding those people and 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 we put together uh, a group where we get into people's lives when we look at candidates. We don't take people at their word. Like they'll say, Oh, I'm conservative. I'm Republican. Sure. You are right. Everybody is. So we actually go through a vetting process. We put a vetting committee together and what that vetting committee does is we look not only to find candidates, the right ones, and by being proactive and trying to get them to run, because you'll meet incredible people and you'll be like, Oh, this dude's or this, this lady's awesome. I, what do we, how do we get her involved? And it starts by convincing him or her that they need to run for a higher level position, right? Whether or run for a position in general. So you, you want to have the mission of recruiting, finding, and training is where I would start. You want to find the right candidates and you want to convince them, you know, that they can run for office. And what we did, like I mentioned earlier, was not only are you convincing those people, but you're saying, I've got your back. Right. Cause a lot of these people are like, I don't know anything about running a campaign. How do I raise money? How do I do a website? You know, and that just that is a huge barrier to people getting in because of fear. And what we're able to do is we're able to, you know, support people and say, we're going to tell you what to do on day one and day 120. All I'm asking you to do is stick your neck out, run and be willing to do the job, and we'll help you in every other aspect. And I think that right there gets true patriots who go to these meetings and sing kumbaya and then go home. They're ready to take the next step, but there's fear there. And when you put an organization together that's going to help these candidates by giving them that support mechanism, what you're going to find is you're going to find people are going to go, you know what, I'm going to step up and step out because these guys got my back and when you do that you take a very quality individual and you put them in a race you can't win a race if you don't run a candidate right what do our enemies fear the most a candidate against them right an opponent so by putting people in a race regardless of how good you think they are right if they're true patriots Right. What you can do is you can wrap around the support mechanisms to help these people win. And then what happens is they start winning and you start putting in place the right pieces. You know, bad people are unfortunately attracted to government. Right. There's a lot of bad people that like, I know what's best for you. I want to run your life. Right when we start replacing those people with true patriots, that's when we've started to see real change in our county. So that's kind of an entry level tactic of where I would start to institute real change. So, you know, you've you've learned some uh, lessons, and in fact,
1: I'm I'm putting together a candidate training on September 23rd. Um, some of, I've got some experts, a, a few that are coming in from out of state, um, people that are very recognized folks. Uh, I'm going to be teaching about fundraising and dealing with the press and general strategy. we've got individuals uh, who'll be talking about direct mail, uh, how to connect on social media with a limited budget, get out the vote um all the kind of stuff that 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 you really need in your toolkit um but for whatever reason like our 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 local parties don't do this and so you fill this tremendous void um right. If you were going to, if you were going to highlight five or six things that you have found that have been effective for conservatives when they're running for office, in particular against incumbents, which people don't like to do, uh, they don't want to talk about the candidate's record, which is a huge mistake. If you're going to tell somebody why to vote for you, you must tell them why not to vote for somebody else. And if they've got a bad record, it needs to be aired in the public. Let them defend it. Uh, but what are five or six things that you found tend to work?
0: candidates when they run? Yeah. To me, it all starts with door knocking, right? When when I'm a candidate and I go to somebody's door and I knock on that door and I say, hey, I'm Kurt Riley. I'm running for whatever. And I'm here to ask you for your vote. I think that that is incredibly powerful, right? Because what's going to happen from your opponents is what we see in every election. They're going to pound the mailbox with maybe negative mailers or mailers about how great they are you know, but what do individuals, homeowners really respect and really hold dear? That person came to my door and they asked me to my face for their vote and I grilled them. And you know what? I appreciate that. And I like that. And that defeats, you know, has, has a very profound effect on defeating what's going to be coming at the mailbox against you, right? Because you were there. If you don't door knock, you, you, it's hard to win, not door knocking. It just is because you build such tight relationships with people. And you know, you spend 30 minutes with somebody and they really like your platform and what what you have to say. And hey, can I put a sign in your yard? Like, yeah, go ahead, put a sign in your. It doesn't matter what comes at that mailbox. You know, they're gonna be like, you know what, I'm committed. This guy came to my house. This lady came to my house. That right there, if you only had one thing, that's the core key, right? Now there's a ton of other tactics and man Brandon I have argued with people about fonts till I'm blue in the face, right? You would have never believed that that a font discussion is something that you're going to have tons of discussion and arguments over font, but when you get into these tactics of marketing and 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 you you're really a salesperson, right? Everybody I argue from a sales perspective that especially as a candidate you're going to sell yourself at the door. And your idea is that you're going to sell your vision and your values to somebody. This is what I am. This is what I serve, who I am, what I stand for. This is what I'm going to do when I get in the office. And you're trying to convince them to vote for you. And that's an incredibly powerful tactic. That's why people use that same tactic in sales every day. And you, instead of selling a product, you're selling yourself. So that, that is key. But also there's some little things, right? Messaging is key. What you say, how you say it. You know, we just feel like if you look at at Sumner County and the demographics of Sumner County and the political backgrounds of Sumner County, these are God-fearing, constitutional, conservative people. Many have escaped radical liberal states, right? They want to vote for true God-fearing patriots, right? That's who they want to vote for. But the problem that they have is they come here and they cannot tell friend from foe because everybody here is a Republican, right? Everybody here is conservative, doesn't matter. Even I I make a a comment that in Sumner County, the Republicans are Republicans and so are the Democrats, right, because they (laughs) cross over because they know you can't come to Sumner County and win as a Democrat. Now, there are some diehards that will never stop running as a Democrat, but the, the ones that are trying to be smarter and win, they come over the Republican side. And then the average person gets a mailer in the mail and they go, oh, this guy sounds good. Oh, says he's a conservative Republican. Okay, I'll vote for him. And that couldn't be further from the truth. So another tactic that I think is really good is that we wanted the average voter at voting time be- who doesn't pay attention, right? Because I can want people to donate to my campaign. I can want them to door knock and put a sign up or hold a sign, do all these things. But the vast majority of the voter is not going to do any of that. But let me tell you what they will do. They will go vote. And the person with the most votes wins, right? So I've always said that if you build a brand like we've built and you condition Susie to think, okay, I don't know who to vote for. I don't know these people. This guy sounds, is this guy good? Sounds good. That's where we come in and we provide an endorsement card. So at every single election, we go through not only our vetting process, which is which is very thorough, by the way, and it includes like if, if I have to get a private investigator to come look into your life, we've done that, right? We want to do our best to make sure that when we put that stamp on endorsement, that you are the type of candidate that we're looking for. And we want to let... The citizens know, like, these are the people. So now what, what's happened here in Sumner County, we've conditioned many people, and they, and they trust us, they believe us, they know that we are doing their homework. When they go to vote, they say to themselves, all I need to know is who who is the SCCR endorsed right? And they take that card digitally or physically, right? And they walk into that poll and they look and they're like, I'm voting for Susie Q. Because we become a trusted organization and we've taken a lot of the burden, I think, for candidates that, you know, really have to get out and work and do a lot of work. A lot of people will say, listen, as long as I'm in, if I get endorsed by this organization, then there's a really good chance I'm going to win. Because People understand the vetting that we do on these candidates, and they're willing to say, I see the quality that SCCR has given me in the past You know, 20, 31 candidates now. When the future comes, they're like, I like everyone they've got in there. I'm going to continue to file. So that's another thing that I think that we've been able to use successfully to, to win.
1: Well, I think it makes a lot of sense, and you, you do have to continually and constantly – inform and remind candidates that they are not the voter you're not the voter and that most people go to vote out of a sense of civic obligation and guilt yes and they scramble around two or three days maybe a couple of weeks if they're real studious beforehand in the melee of their life with all the marketing and sales messages coming at them 24 7 and they have to decipher through all this to pick out a couple of pieces of information, usually they're just they're in an information vacuum starving for some information that they feel is credible. Yeah. And then they wander off to the polls and you just hope to God they remember you and pull the lever for you and not the other guy. And so it is, as you mentioned, it is a massive marketing and sales undertaking. When you become a candidate, you really become a telemarketer, a door-to-door salesman, and a, uh, and a Mary Kay party thrower. That's, right. That's what you become. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's very difficult for people that have ran large businesses that have been successful to, in many ways, demean themselves to go through that and subject themselves to the criticism that
0: comes along. Um, well, we, we say in the sales, the sales world, people buy from who they know and they like and they trust, right? So if we've built an organization that has a vetting process that produces trustworthy candidates that do the right thing. The, our citizenry are going to continue to buy because they know that we're doing the vetting, the real work. We're finding candidates, we're training them, and we're making, we're not perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. And we ask a lot of our, our patriots and our members to give a lot of grace that govern governing is not easy, Governing is full of de- very hard decisions sometimes. And it's easy for us, Brandon, to sometimes swoop in and want to just clobber people because maybe they, they didn't quite vote the way we wanted. You know, um, where is the line? Are they if they're 96% you know, conservative voting record, is that good enough? Right? Is that not good enough? So I think the point is is that not everybody's perfect. We all make mistakes, but we got to give grace. Right. And through this process, we will get a much better, higher quality, higher ethical candidate to run and govern. And I think that's what we all want.
1: Guys, help support our work. Somebody else is not going to do it. But about 95 percent of our subscribers and listeners think that they will, which is why and how we get into a position where we are outnumbered 80 to one in the volunteer state as it relates to conservative news outlets versus the corporately funded ones. Why don't we have more conservative news outlets, Brandon? I'm such a good patriot. I'm on social media all day. Well, what have you done in the last 30 or 60 days to actually help for the most part, about all you can do to help us is to write a check and send it to the Tennessee Conservative at 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Those of you who do that know who you are, and I'm exceptionally and extremely thankful. But I got checks. I came in. There's like checks. People mail checks. I'm so excited. Uh, we need it. Our, our poor little bank account stays at the same level all the time. It doesn't go up and it doesn't go down, <laughs> and I don't take any money out of it. So if I can do this for free, You can definitely pay a little bit and chip in. Your monthly support really helps. Or you can go to uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. And if you give any amount, you'll get this bumper sticker that says, Stop feeding the rhinos, please. Stop feeding the rhinos. This is really the fault of the corporations and the special interests that feed the rhinos in our state because God knows it is not the individuals back in their district because we know that from the Follow the Money Report. And then we have a Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. Now, in all honesty, most people that have moved here from California uh, could have moved anywhere, and many of them are motivated almost exclusively by the fact that we're on the outside looking in, maybe not so much on the inside looking out, a conservative state, and they tend to be more conservative and give more proportionally than native Tennesseans who are conservative, and they tend to take more action. That's what I've discovered. But we don't want to have the California politics come to Tennessee, and we will send you this updated uh, directory of all your state and local officials that are in the House and Senate. And we did lose one, Scotty Campbell. We're going to have to replace him. He was uh, getting a little frisky, getting a little frisky uh, with an intern. Good grief. And uh, old Sexton helped to uh, cover that up and silence it. Uh, if you get $50 or more, $50 or more, or a $10 recurring donation or more, come on, guys, $10? In Joe Biden's economy, what are you going to get for $10? Nothing. Nothing this good. We will send you this stop feeding the rhinos tumbler this is a brand new one this is a brand new one. this is something that you could probably carry around if you wanted to in all circles and only the conservatives will even know what a rhino is most people will come up and say hey did you know this is misspelled or is this from your local zoo what is this they won't know but the conservatives will and we will also send you this proud tennessee conservative koozie man i put a uh, cold beer in one of these Uh, about five weeks ago and set it out in the sun, and it is still as cold as a block of ice. If you believe that, please do give uh, to Tennessee Conservative News. We need your help. Ain't nobody else going to do it. It's up to you. So I'm going to close with one question and then give you the last word. So here in Tennessee, it has just been my observation over there. I mean, just like you, I've worked for candidates that went up and, and completely voted the opposite of what I thought uh, you got, you know, you, when you're young, you get involved in campaigns, yeah. And they and just because they're a Republican and they're running for office. They're going to be conservative. And I, there's a, there's two or three that I was instrumental in helping put into office that are still in office that I wish weren't in office and some that are no longer there. Uh, so you can make mistakes, but just, I would just be curious, um, with your perspective of having put so many people in in office in Sumner County, and then just being in, involved in politics and being here for 20 years. Why do you think we can't get anything done on things that if you surveyed a Republican primary voter, they would just freaking tell you, like, 10 out of 10, I'm all for this. Like, we can't stop illegal immigration. We can't seem to give people back their medical freedom at the individual level. We, we, we're we very reluctant, grudging to give anybody any educational freedom in this um, in this state, but we we love taking their tax money. We, we, we have people that run, like Lee, who promised to shrink government, but who has grown it rapidly. Yeah, We can't close the primaries, for the love of God. Like, there are people, and I just had spoke at a GOP ladies' group, and one of the SEC members, like everybody in the room, wanted the primary closed. And that, the one SEC member who represents everybody came up to me to argue, his name is David Queen, argued with me to keep the primaries open. And I'm like, it's like, it, they always seem to know better. Than the grassroots or the primary voter, what is that? How does that b- b- come into reality? How does that exist? Because it just seems like it
0: shouldn't be able to.
1: Well, I, this is—I'll say this
0: again, you know—and and, and this is just how I see it. We we still haven't put the right people in the seats. We think we have. That's the problem: is that we think that we have, but we like to use a term in, in SCCR. We call wolves right? We want wolves, not somebody that just says, well, I'm Republican and I'm conservative. You know, the GOP, it's like, if you go to the GOP meetings, they're going to ask, they really want one thing. Are you going to vote Republican? Yeah. Okay. Come on in. That's their litmus test, right? And how, how do they determine if you're bona fide? If you voted Republican, that's all they care about. So you're not going to get a quality candidate that is in those seats if you don't go through a process. And what we're trying to do and what we believe in is, is not only do we have 31 people in office, but our plan is to take these 31, right, and graduate them, right? So now they're county commission and they're aldermen. Eventually, many of us believe we want them to be state reps, state senator, what whatever, the sky's the limit for these folks but you have to start building and grooming the right people in the first place. And until we start doing that all across, I mean, we'll do what we have to do, you know, and, and I always say, I'll take care of Sumner County, you know, Brandon, I need you to take care of, you know, your County and all these other counties. If we all do that and rise up and graduate the right people from day one, We will have such a large pool of amazing patriots to pick from that when they get up there and it's time to stop illegal immigration, you will have a true wolf that's actually going to do it and not give you lip service because they're not really a true conservative. So that's my theory on it.
1: Well, and hopefully uh, at some point in the future, I would like to, because I've done this previously, but it's been several years, I've also put on training for grass just grassroots organizations and republican organizations because they do they they lack the mission they lack the measurable outcomes and when you have an organization that lacks mission and and lacks um uh, outcomes and if they don't understand the inputs that create the outputs you you do just have this kind of organization that kind of just goes wherever the wind blows and it's not anchored and there's no vision and then that's also the kind of organization that attracts the worst type of membership it's just Folks that know that if I come here and eat, that's all. I, that's the only responsibility I'm going to have. But like you said, the the folks that you ask something of them, expect something of them, require something of them, uh, going toward a mission and an outcome, that's when you find the people that are really talented.
0: Yeah, and I would add this. This is another thing that I found really effective. If we take the right person, and we just say, "Go grasshopper," right. They go out into the world and they become the next senator. And then we just like, okay, go do a good job. And then we go over here and just like, we don't stay attached to that person at the hip. Remember, when these people get into office, they're going to have incredible influence, right? It's called lobbying, as we know. They're going to have a lot of influence from a lot of people to do the bidding of others. Hey, you know, Ford wants to move to Tennessee. We we need some help. They they want some things. Well, do, well, wait a second. Do, do you work for Ford or do you work for me? Right? And it's easy. I don't want to say they forget that. But remember, Every day we're in a sales world, whether we we believe it or not, everything we do, we're trying to get people to do things for us and believe, look at Facebook. It's full of people like, you know, they want you to believe what they believe, right? Marketing is about, hey, believe this, right? All of this stuff is going on constantly. So good patriots, well-intentioned, are put in a, in compromising positions where they've got lobbyists and bad actors in their ear constantly saying, do this, do this, do this. That's where we have to be as, as an organization. We have to be there too. Hey man, remember you ran because you're one of us. You're focused on the, what we care about the citizenry. Remember us, right? You have to stay close to these people and they have to know that you're watching them. And that, listen, if you're not one of us, that's okay. You don't have to be a part of our group, right? But if if you're going to come and be a part and tell us you're a part, we expect that at the end of the day, you're going to do the will of the citizen and not what corporations want. And we have to stay close to those people, we as a group, not just me. Everybody has to stay close. They have to say, hey, we're watching you. You know, these are our friends. These are our members, right? But we've got to hold each other accountable. What do we do in the church, right? What do we preach in the church? We preach accountability, right? As men and women, right? I need an accountability partner. Brandon, you hold me accountable. Watch my back. I'll hold you accountable, right? And and we get a team of people that are always watching out, watching our back because we slip, we're sinners, right? We live in a fallen world. We need those people in our lives that are gonna keep us grounded. And that's important when you're putting people in office to know that they have somebody that's watching their back Both from an accountability standpoint and just being there to help guide them as they need that and not letting some lobbyist pull them into a corner, slip them some money and convince them to do the wrong thing. So,
1: well, that is, this has been a fantastic interview and you have hit so many points um, that I frankly get tired of telling people myself. Uh, So, it's always good to have somebody else from another perspective. Uh, that that sees things similarly that I do because it, it is it is the 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 very operational tactical real world of politics. You've been very kind with your time. Uh, can't wait to see you on Saturday morning and your
0: group. Uh, I'll give you the last word. Well, listen, thank you. I would just tell your listeners that at the end of the day, you know, it takes real action and stepping out of your comfort zone. And to make real change in America, right? It's easy to get together and go on Facebook and complain and call your buddies and complain. But if you really want to change America, you have to get organized. We've always said Democrats are way better at us sometimes it seems like at getting organized right we have to get better at organize, organizing, and I think that if you're an American patriot that's starving for real change and you're looking for a way to institute real change, it starts with action. We don't have bank accounts. We don't raise money. You want you come to me and want to give me money, I tell you to go give it to a candidate, right? So you can do so much and become incredibly powerful as a citizen. Just by saying, I'm going to go out in the world and get active and I'm going to find my calling, whether it's running, convincing others to run or bringing my talents to the pool. Hey, Kurt, I'm an English major. I, I can help, you know, craft any message or do spell check or, you know, what grammar, whatever. So find your talent in your niche and be willing to step up and step out. And if we all do this together, Brandon, we will truly change our country. Kurt Riley, I appreciate it. This has been a great interview.
1: Uh, guys, if you're in Sumner County and you're on the Tennessee conservative list, uh, but for some reason, somehow, some way, you have been under a very large rock and you do not know about uh, the Sumner County Constitutional Republicans, uh, do look up their organization, find their meeting, and go see them. You'll be in good company. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this video. Uh, Please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that subscribe button and search for Tennessee Conservative and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, this is Brandon Lewis signing off.